welcome one and all to the very first episode of Cut the Shit. I am your host, Katie, and while each episode's guest will change, I will be your control variable. Much like genital herpes, you're stuck with me. (laughs) That said, I'm very excited to finally be releasing an episode, and I hope this is an endeavor you will all enjoy along with me. For the inaugural episode, I wanted someone you would all enjoy and laugh at, as well as ruthlessly mock, and for that, I couldn't think of anyone better than my close friend, Madigan Brown. Um, Normally, he's not legally allowed within 500 yards of me, but I'm making an exception today. Madigan is a fellow 19-year-old attempting to figure out what the hell is going on in our life and world. It's been disputed between us, but I believe we've been friends since our sophomore year of high school, and we'll get into why that's disputed in the episode. Regardless, Madigan is one of the funniest people I've ever met and probably has a bright future within the world of comedy. He also knows probably everything there is to know about comedy without actually being in the business yet. Anyway, remember this episode when he makes it big. Without further ado, let's hop into it. Cut the shit. Cut the shit. Everybody help us cut the shit. Join us while we cut the shit. Madigan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for for being here. Are you excited? To be the first guest, as you should be. Yeah, as you should. Is this your first podcast? Yeah. Well, I did a podcast once, uh, junior year, with Christian, my friend Christian. For the listeners, (laughs) Christian is an old friend. We did a podcast where we made fun of a teacher, and it was two hours. I'm sorry, which teacher? Wait, we shouldn't probably say yeah. that in case this makes gets big. <laughs> yeah. I doubt he listened to it. All righty. So I wanted to start with how we became friends, because I think it's a funny story that perfectly sums up kind of your interests. Friends? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But that's actually exactly why I wanted to bring it up, because if you ask me, we became friends sophomore year when we had world history together. That's interesting. With Kimberly Melms. I would not consider. Shout out to Kim. <laughs> Shout out Kim. <laughs> Love Kim. I would not. I don't know. I, I have always thought, first off, my first memory of you is um, soft, was probably sophomore year. And we were in that math class and you sang that song. To that random kid. Oh yes. And I thought that was can't so, take my eyes off you. Yeah, I thought that was so dumb. I filmed it. You did <laughs> film it. You were the one that filmed it. No one else filmed it. That was funny too. But uh that poor kid. And then um I do remember having world history with you. I I if that I mean I remember being friendly. <laughs> I remember being friendly, but I'm friendly to a lot of people. Well, I think when it boils down to it, it's when does a person consider friends with someone? And I'm pretty much, if I have a friendly interaction with you, I yeah. consider you a friend. Yeah. It I, seems I like you have. I consider you an acquaintance. Okay. But, <laughs> oh, a peer. But. Um, I always forget you're included with the serenading that one kid story. Because mm-hmm. for those of you who are unava- unable to see the video. It's full on me following him through the hallways. Yeah, He's a freshman too, I believe. Borderline like harassment. Yeah, but he enjoyed it. He was laughing, I think. I think he was laughing in pain though. Like he's probably very... I think that's what I'd do. But 
I don't remember you're ever involved in that. So my first memory was talking about Russia in our world history class. The Sarah Palin thing. Yeah. And yeah. I said, I can see Russia from my house. And this guy who's kind of an idiot asked, what the hell is that? And I said, oh, it's Sarah Palin, whatever, because I wasn't going to launch into the explanations of Tina Fey impersonating Sarah Palin on SNL and saying that. And then I receive a happy little email later that evening that says, dear Katie, and it's rather formal too. It says, dear Katie, I heard you impersonate, do the Sarah Palin impersonation in class today. And I just want to correct you. It's not Sarah Palin who does it. It's Tina Fey. Yeah. Well, I like to let people know when they're wrong, especially in terms of SNL stuff, I, I feel. And so I responded and said, that's you dumb fuck. I know that, but we know our target audience that I was talking to and he would not have known that. I wish I still had that email. That'd be really funny. That would be funny. Um, I just thought it was really funny that. I actually remember you being like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah, because I didn't know you. If I had known you more personally, I would have been like, listen, you idiot. (laughs) Um, So I think that brings us into... Are you going to be like Howard Stern and ask about my sex life? For the listeners, uh, Katie just crossed off an entire section on her notepad (laughs) of questions. No, I didn't. And I wasn't planning on being Howard Stern, but if you are willing to... I mean, I don't think I want that, actually. (laughs) Um, Thank you, though. (laughs) I was just going to say that the Sarah Palin theme perfectly segues, and this wasn't planned at all, into your desire to be on SNL. Yeah. Um, Every comedian's dream. Yeah, let's talk talk about that, all right? Yeah. Um, SNL, are you thinking cast member or writing? Um, I don't think I'm funny enough to be a uh i don't think i'm talented enough in the uh acting aspect of it to be a cast member right now right now sure yeah but um i like i'd rather be a writer i think Mm. Mm. interesting how come um i don't know i i think um i like the idea of it a lot more I don't know if you guys can hear, but my dog is howling in the background. The dog is getting murdered. Are you going to edit out the awkward silences? Hopefully. All right. So continue (laughs) with what you were saying, Madigan. Um, But the 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 writing uh, aspect of it is really fun. It's like being part of a team, I guess. I mean, you know, we've not written stuff, but. We've planned to write stuff, and it's thrilling. It is. It's <laughs> Planning fun. it is thrilling. Doing it, very stressful. Yeah. But it's nice. It's like a, I don't know. I, I have more fun, like, writing the songs than playing them in front of a camera. This would be a great time to shout out Madigan's um, social media platforms if you are interested in hearing these songs he is talking about and other comedic ideas he has follow him on instagram at madigan brown twitter at madigan brown (laughs) youtube at madigan brown yeah is that right i think so i think there's a 14 at the end sometimes okay so sometimes throwing a 14 there mix it up look around if you really want to find me yeah well he kind of looks like 
a homeless man if i'm being honest right now right because, now i look like a homeless man yeah because he's got this like unshaven beard and long hair and a hat on mm-hmm. so look for a homeless man when you look up madigan brown and you should be in the right place yeah or there's pictures of me doing stand-up that's true that's true them. let's talk about stand-up as well so you're using that as your foot in the door correct yeah and right now you're currently resigned or were before the pandemic to doing it in madison mm-hmm. let's talk about that um how was your first stand-up performance? Actually, really well. Like, it re- went really well. I, I, Because I remember being so nervous, and I was like, um, there's no way this is going to go well. And then I watched, it was just an open mic, and I watched some of them, and I was like, oh, like, some of these people are not funny. Like, I can <laughs> do better than some of these people. It is Madison, so it's, like, yeah, pretty bare bones. A lot of them are really funny. Scene. And it's not a knock at the people who didn't do well that night because stand-up's, like, really tough. From night to night, yeah. Yeah. But uh, – and and I now know that some of them were probably just doing the same material that they've been doing, trying to work on over and over and over. But I bet a, a large portion, portion of this audience, like, tuned out. They were like, oh, this kid's going to talk about stand-up. <laughs> but <clears throat> they – um. Yeah, like I went up and I was very comfortable my first time for some reason. Like I was very like laid back and that hasn't been the case since. I've been, been seeking it since. Yeah. yeah. And I talked about um, Tinder. I was on Tinder at the time and I talked about um, people or that crackhead that I gave a ride to. Yeah, classic. 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 And that went story. well. And, uh, <laughs> And the host went up afterwards and was like, I don't know what just happened. Like, normally people their first time, like, fall on their face. And, like, Mm -hmm. that was really good. And then the second time you were there. I was. (laughs) I was very excited. Like, I was very nervous to have you and Eli, our friend Eli, there. Um, For the record, I just want to point out, he was very nervous. We were not allowed to enter the premises with him. Or sit near him, or do anything that would make anyone else think that we were there with him. Yeah, I didn't want them to think that you guys were like planted in the audience. To... <laughs> Which was fine because I don't think most we actually laughed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like you're like. Which is fine because like I wasn't. I didn't want to be seen with him after that either. Like it was so bad. Well, it wasn't that I didn't want to be seen with you. It was just. I don't even remember. You were embarrassing to be around. <laughs> I don't even remember what I. Oh, I talked about like going to church in D.C. for the first time. Yeah, you did. I remember that because I was also there for the story that you were talking about. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't as funny as you told it before. Because <laughs> it's like very stressful up there. I, I, I always. Sorry, you heard that. I was adjusting my <laughs> microphone. Okay. I always tell people that like um, for me, like doing stand up and having sex is like the same where it's like you just go up you black out for a few minutes and then you come to and people are either satisfied or not right that's how you have said i'm actually always blacked out to call my doctor (laughs) um no so uh, since then you've been seeking that very first thrill and it's like a drug yeah 
But here's my question. Do you think it was so good the first time because in reality you had nothing to lose, but now you kind of have a bit of a reputation since yeah. that first go at it that I, people are like, all right, I always, he's got it. Yeah, I always hear that people talk about how the first couple times like you do pretty decent because like there's that adrenaline and you're like, well, I've been like thinking about this for years. Like I, I have something to say. But turns out you have nothing turns to say. Out you have nothing to say. You just want to talk about like crack. Yeah. That's what I do when I want to talk about crack. I found the local <laughs> local st- uh, open mic night. Yeah. Yeah. So we live in southern Wisconsin. So the only chance you have to really get your name out there or start practicing is in Madison. And uh, that's not obviously known for its comedy scene. I honestly don't even know what Madison would be known for other than the university. So talk about that. What have, what was that been like? Uh, it's very, um, it's the same people that I run into. Like it's such a small community that's like always the same people. So like, I think, um, certain people. I talked to. I I came. I became really close with this one guy from Milton, where we are. He went to shout out Milton. Yeah, shout out Milton. And he went to the high school, and he's, like, way older than me. He's, like, in his 30s. But um, he, he like, uh, went he, – he is very um, nice and very helpful uh, in talking to me and stuff. Um, but he talks about how, like, certain people are going to max out in Madison. Like, the max you can do in Madison on, like, a scale from 1 to 10 – like 10 being like, you know, really good. Like you're probably only going to max out at like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're probably only going to max out at like a seven in Madison. And that's like being a bookable comic at like corporate gigs or whatever. Interesting. But, so that's just enough to scratch the itch until you can get yeah elsewhere. Very crackhead like, because again, like it's been a year since I've been able to do stand up. Yeah, and so we have talked about this a lot, so I just want to do it on the podcast as well, you know, mm-hmm. keep talking about it, uh, run it dry, beat that horse dead, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's a correlation between self-esteem and creative productivity. Do you want to speak on that? Yeah, I, I get very, very depressed if if I'm not, like, actively, actively creating. Like... Um, like there this entire pandemic i've been just in my room like not doing anything and it's very depressed and everybody's like had to deal with yeah it. everyone can relate to that yeah. and um but so like i'm not making videos well now i am i'm kind of making videos but i'm not making videos i wasn't doing stand up so i wasn't like getting that creative crack and uh very sad very anxious that i was like wasting a year of my life um when i should be like trying to yeah does it help it... knowing you're not alone in that or does it still feel no, it's still... Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help I, at all yeah I, I i it annoys me when people say like you're not alone i'm like yeah i know <laughs> like it still feels that way like yeah. and not only does it feel that way but it's like especially since we're so young it's yeah, like it's like first of all this is supposed to be our time to 
do whatever. Yeah. And then on top of that, I think we already have the issue of believing you're the most important person. Not that you mm-hmm. specifically, but no, our, our minds. Yeah. <laughs> we're the most important person. There's something going on. Yeah. This is horrible. I'm going to die. I've started doing those songs on YouTube and stuff. Check it out, Madigan Brown on YouTube. Yeah, I've done two. I I wrote a third, but I never posted it. And now it's kind of weird to post it because it was kind of an election thing. Fun fact. Fun fact. He wrote and performed our theme song. Mm. Continue. Yes, but I was telling my therapist because I started therapy over this. Congratulations. As many did. Um, I was telling her, shout out to Michaela. I love you, Michaela. Shout out, Michaela. Michaela, you are saving me. <laughs> uh, but she, I was telling her like, and I was telling my uncle, when I am working on those songs, I'm very excited. I'm like, people are going to see this. I'm going to get gratification from it. And then uh, I'm recording it. And I'm still excited. I'm like, here we go. And then I post it. And I'm like watching the watching the comments roll in. Like people are seeing it. And they're like, this is really good. This is funny, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, give it to me, <laughs> please. And then... And then it just stops. They stop coming in, obviously. Yeah. And I slowly start to die again. Like the second I post, I'm like, what am I going to do next? Enjoy these comments. And then the second the comments stop, I'm like, should I die? Like, should I go die? And um, so far, every time the answer has been no. Good. We're just waiting. (laughs) We're just waiting for that answer of yeah. Okay. Well, how long would you make say... your final joke? This, this, take everybody by surprise. We just cut it here. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, that next following week, Madigan passed away. <laughs> um, so, how long would you say between posting that video and until you're ready to die? Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Probably forty minutes, because. The initial comments come in quick. Like, let's say I post a five-minute video. I post it. People are going to see it. Maybe an hour. Maybe I'm stretching it with 40 minutes. But people are going to see it. Like, whoever's going to actually watch it is probably only going to watch it within that hour. Yeah, especially since at this point, both, like, even with this podcast, we're both so really only known to the people within our town. Right. So you post it. They go, oh, I like that guy. Or, oh, I know that guy yes. or girl. And we're going to go watch it. So then that even narrows down the – because whoever's going to watch it is going to watch it the minute they see you and so post people it because they know you. that you think are going to watch it don't care. They don't have the time. And, I like, I don't blame them. Yeah. But they just don't have the time. And, like, like I don't know, like Logan, our friend Logan – shout out logan shout out logan my very close friend doesn't like he didn't watch it until like the other day he didn't watch either of them until the other day and when i made that egg video he was the only person who disliked it if it makes you feel better the egg video to this day is one of the funniest things i've watched and i recently showed a few of my coworkers it um you guys should go watch it's egg buddies is that what it's called i think egg buds or egg buds uh, is it on your the same YouTube? Yeah. On that YouTube, it's really funny. He made it in high school. You can catch just a tiny little glimpse of me <laughs> when yeah. the camera's spinning. <laughs> I uh, what I think is funny about 
those YouTube videos is that like I didn't have to do the egg video. I was trying yeah. to impress our teacher. Didn't work. <laughs> no. Not in the way he wanted it. To. I was like, I was like, maybe if she sees me shirtless in this tub, she'll be like, this kid has it. Which is weird when I just told him his naked body reminds me of a homeless man. Yeah, because Katie, uh, we're actually doing this podcast fully, fully nude. nude. Yeah. And uh, I and complimented her body. I said, it looks nice. And then she said, yours you. looks homeless. And I said, there goes my self-esteem. <laughs> um, She's like, where is your penis? I said, what? <laughs> She's like, you just have an enlarged clitoris. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that, so is there anything, other than making videos, what has your therapist said you should do to, to help this? lull of depression you get into after posting this stuff she mainly just lets me talk for the hour that we have and then does Shout out Michaela. <laughs> and and uh sometimes well a lot of the time will just look at me and go sad like give me a sad face and go oh i'm so sorry <laughs> and it's like Michaela, it's not your fault yeah. like I, it's not your fault but if you could say something other than <laughs> and then she does she, so, so she'll be like she'll like just tell me to keep creating or she's like we'll try to get you out of because it's a cycle yeah where it's like oh i'm too anxious or depressed to create mm -hmm. and then you get a new I'm idea create. yeah and then you get a new idea mm -hmm. and the cycle begins over yeah so right now it's like a period of weeks i've gotten it down to weeks where it's wow. like where it's like okay it's about sad. shortening that gap now for yeah. you. So yeah. now I want to get to the point where it's like, oh, I'm sad. I'm immediately creating again. I'm using this sad energy to create. I think it's about relating a lot of the time. To other people or yeah. just like. Because I think, yeah, because I think your energy. Especially, I mean, with the songs, because a lot of the songs are things that. Well, the Christmas song. Yeah, relate to either Christmas or politics or mm -hmm. something that universally has been going on that people can relate to. I wrote another um, political song that I like posted on my Snapchat just a little bit, uh, but I and I finished it, but I never um, fully, you know, uploaded it. Yeah, the political songs genuinely just meant to piss off conservatives to say like, <laughs> "Hey, shout out conservatives, shout out conservatives, <laughs> tax breaks." <laughs> um, I. It's just to do that. Like, it's just to say, like, this is how ridiculous you sound. Like, okay. you sound absolutely. So then no longer relating when it's that one. No. But to all my lib, my libs out there. Relating to the libs. Snowflakes. Owning the conservatives. Owning the conservatives. Like, and conservatives genuinely, like, messaged me about the songs and were like, these are funny. Like, this is funny. Like, so. Bipartisanship. Yeah. Shout out bipartisanship. Bipartisanship. <laughs> And and so I I like that. I like that, you know, they think it's funny too. Um, but the Christmas song is like, hey, we're all going through stuff. Like that had like a lot of so this is Christmas vibes too. Yeah. Me. Good. What have you done? <laughs> or whatever John that song Lennon's is. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. That's good. good. So you're saying like I'm the John Lennon of our time. Of uh, comedy of our time. Not exactly what no, I was saying. Thank you. Um, That's really generous of you. I like to think I'm the next Dave Chappelle, but yes, please. The white Dave Chappelle. Please. That's what we know you as in Milton. The, have, you, have you talked to Madigan, the white Dave Chappelle? <laughs> He's got a lot to say. He's very funny. 
I okay. So the only we know that I'm a whore for attention. So that's what yes, I we do. That's what I really um to your creative thing because I also get like oh I need to make something but if I don't it's not that huge of a deal but then I get really excited again it's just like an excited versus not excitement cycle mm. but not like a depression cycle but if I don't get attention like if I'm not going to work and seeing friends at work or going to a class and seeing friends at my class or like in high school when I'd skip school and I would just sit at home half the time I was just super depressed like why did I skip school because that's the only place that I'm going to get the amount of attention I want and that's not what school is about shout out school shout out school this is just filled with name drops it's just gonna be out. this is all the podcast is gonna be is shouting out um i that's people who probably won't watch it you and i have had this conversation too of like you just eat up all attention it's not just yes. good attention give me more you eat up like all negative attention. Attention. attention you love like negative attention too not entirely not as much you as like i like being, good attention but you, i'll take yes, bad but, attention but as long as you're being noticed. Yeah. And, and I've think, been working on that. Right. Well, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, getting bad attention probably won't help me in any career path I go into. Yeah. So but, I've been working on that aspect of right. it. And also not getting depressed when I don't get it. I've also you're been like, working on I that. I love this negative attention. I, I just want to yeah. eat it up. I want all of Every time I just – for – the listeners, I've dislocated my kneecap three times. Every time I dislocate it in the moment, it's like, ah, oh, pain. But when it's back in, I'm like, this story I can milk. Yeah, you're like, you're like, I wish they put me in a wheelchair so people just ask, <laughs> hey, like, why are you in a wheelchair? It's like, oh, I can tell the story over and over and over. Literally. Or like, Except what people do? don't go around asking like, hey, what are why you Why are you in, in a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> what are you in for? <laughs> Tax fraud. <laughs> they beat my kneecaps in and I'm in a wheelchair. Um. No, I always tell my coworkers, I'm like, if I cut a finger off on accident today at work, I can live without a finger for that thrill of being able to be like a shark bit it off. Mm -hmm. I messed with a mob, a mobster, and they cut it off because I didn't pay their whatever. And like, I can just change it every time and it will get funnier, hopefully every time. People missing uh, limbs or whatever are listening to this and are like, you idiot. (laughs) But I wonder if they're like, they're like, you know, it's insensitive to ask. But I wonder if they're just constantly like... Well, not for Bethany Hamilton. She made a whole movie about me. it. <laughs> shout <laughs> out, Bethany Hamilton. <laughs> shout out. Somebody please ask me. Ask me how I lost this arm. Ask me how I lost I will, this if I If I did that, I would literally... Well, maybe not an arm. That's a more significant injury, but definitely a finger. I would have like a sign on my back. Ask me how I lost my a finger. Please. Yeah, a shirt. Ask me how I lost my finger <laughs> and or like I something less noticeable. Ask me how I lost my big toe. And they're like, you missing a big toe? <laughs> I could wear a shirt next to you that just says, I'm with armless over here. <laughs> I'm with a limbless. This is, okay, so you know Whitney Cummings, the, the comedian? Mm-hmm. Did I tell you the basket case thing? Mm-hmm. I heard it on Armchair Expert. Um, shout out Armchair Shout out Dax Shepard. <laughs> but she said that she got in trouble for using basket case in stand-up. Oh, yes, I think I did. you did send me this. Yeah. Literally because basket case, like the word derived from men who in war would lose all their limbs and they would literally send them home in a basket. And also because they were losing their limbs, they were going a little more insane. Shout out basket cases. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, They would be going crazy, obviously, because of the, the mental trauma of having no limbs now. And then also get sent home. 
in a basket. So it was just like, oh, classic basket case. And she got in trouble for it. And she basically was just like, fuck you. I'm literally calling myself a basket case. And also, how many are still alive mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm actually offending them? And that's this just my just, favorite story I just now. I want to take a moment to thank our Civil War vets. Uh, Who are still alive, the Civil War you, vets. If you are listening to this, um, thank you. Unless you listen to the other side. Or unless you were uh, on the other side of history. If you were Confederate. In that case, fuck you. Fuck you so hard. Fuck you so hard. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, so then that, what we were just talking about? Oh, cancel culture. <laughs> I was going to segue. I was actually going to segue into this. I was going to say, you would just eat up being canceled. And after no, this basket case. I think that's too, I'm going to get canceled at first episode of the pod. It's already like- canceled. Hashtag blessed. Local Milton Teens starts her own podcast, immediately gets can- canceled. Local by Milton the- Teens lawn is torched <laughs> after by, by two basket cases who heard who her podcast. their ways into the... Okay, I think we're crossing the line now. <laughs> um, but cancel culture, I'm interested. We've talked a lot about can- cancel culture and just our own thoughts on it. And we'll get into that. But I also want to... This is something I've never asked you for even though we've talked extensively about this. Are you scared of getting canceled? Because a lot of the stuff that we see people getting canceled, whether or not they deserve to be, we can talk later about, but is stuff from when they were starting out in comedy or is trying to make a name for themselves or younger and just didn't know that Twitter is going to last forever or something like that. I So is that something you have on your mind? Um, no, I, I, no. All right, moving All right, on. I'm gonna head out. Uh, no, I look. I think starting out, like to me, it's about growth. Like if you're if if you still, a lot of the people that got canceled now, a lot of comedians got canceled for stuff they said a while ago, and they don't necessarily think the same way now. So. I don't know. Shout out Megan Amram, a writer on The Good Place, who yeah. had a lot of yeah specifically targeting Asian Americans. Right. And and uh, I think, um, but also like I don't do that. Yeah. So I'm not worried. Like I'm not out there saying race related okay. jokes. Yeah, that's what I was. Thinking. It sounds like you were about to whisper, like, but seriously, like race, like you were like <laughs> no, off, off no. But I thought of asking you that question, and my first thought was. Well, he's not racist. And then yeah. I was thinking about it and was like, he's actually incredibly racist. No, he's <laughs> not. But um, so he's not racist. So that's not an issue. But then I was thinking, like, obviously, this stuff changes. Things that are acceptable yeah, that's 10 years thing. ago are no longer acceptable now. But on another hand, calling Asian American people certain names are right. never acceptable. It, a lot of that stuff was like, you know, racist, homophobic, sexist things that at the time was. And he's not racist, but okay. he is sexist. I just want to get that on the record. Very. In fact, I am so confused as to how you're hosting a podcast, <laughs> right? Very furious. I like came in and I was like, is your dad here? Where's your husband? But um, I, I, again, I don't say it. I don't go up on stage and tell those jokes. I definitely don't tweet it. I think you he can, keeps those personally for yeah. private if, encounters. If I say anything offensive, it's on a podcast about amputees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but this where is, you should be. Yes. This yeah. is going to 100% come back to bite me in the ass. 100%. I'm going to be, I'm going to get the, you're cast. going to have made it big in SNL. And literally the minute you make it, this is going to come back and they'll be like, just Medigan like, Brown doesn't respect amputees. Just like that one guy. Yeah. Who, but he was racist. Yes. Obviously. Like, shout out racism. I think you can joke about, um, those touchy subjects sometimes but when it's your shtick and when it's like extremely offensive like what he said was like extremely offensive what that lady tweeted was like extremely offensive and some of the tweets were like you and i talked about that like one of them was like was like offensive i wish i almost i wish i still had them so i could say not exactly what they are because it's racist but like give you guys an idea but she literally it was a thread of tweets well not a thread but through a span of a year or so it was like it was three really bad ones and then one that was like actually kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) i mean it wasn't okay and she probably shouldn't say it and it it, wasn't and i'm not condoning it but it was almost like yeah it was almost like given the right opportunity and the right person delivering it it could have been used somewhere but the other three were very bad and it was almost it was like she was targeting asian american people that's what the issue was that was one of the issues yes i think it was a habitual issue issue. it kept coming up yeah because like and obviously now she was helping writing the show the good place i don't know if you guys have watched the good place but if you have watched it you know it's not like that so she's clearly grown if she's a head writer on this show and that's she's producing such a positive force which is great and why in my opinion she shouldn't be fully canceled she should just be like yeah i learned clearly from my work that i've produced again like it's about learning i will say i've said stuff on stage i I would say one thing on stage that like is the kobe bryant helicopter joke the kobe bryant helicopter joke because it was it kobe bryant had died on a sunday and I had told that joke on that Wednesday. Like, there wasn't even like a proper grieving time. <laughs> no. And like, I remember he met, he told me about the joke the day after or something. Mm-hmm. So basically, do you want to just give the joke real quick? I, it's not even really a joke. Yeah, it wasn't even funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, people laughed. What, it was kind of funny. I, I just, re- I, I don't really remember. I think I it was just kind of off the cuff. Oh, like I, I remember like, it very vividly. I was talking Basically, about he liked this on, girl, yeah. and this girl had a boyfriend. And he the, the punchline was, how come the boyfriend was on the helicopter with Kobe Bryant? Because, oh, yeah, he was in the Air Force. I was like, yeah. how come like this is what happened? Yeah. But like, Which is <laughs> helps me. hilarious if it had been maybe a year since the yeah. passing. Six months at least. It was four days. <laughs> it got funnier the next week when I said another one about oh, Kobe geez. because I was like, I, I was like, yeah, last week I said like the Kobe thing and the audience was like, oh yeah, we remember that. Cause it's like the, it's same, the same people. people. Yeah. And I was like, uh, but the girl had just broken up with her boyfriend. So like I had a shot. I was like, if you motherfuckers say anything. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Like if you guys, well, that one's not directly about yeah. Kobe, which is also, I think a little more of a, well, what I also noticed this, taught me a big lesson in comedy that shout out Kobe Bryant shout out Kobe (laughs) Bryant rip yeah what I a thing I learned was like you can't even mention the word rape and I know you're shocked by this but this is the sexism coming in well you can't because uh, sorry is it I'm sorry (laughs) 
I, because this be, is what I'm hearing. I should be able to make rape jokes. No, I, because I would, I, I would never make a rape joke on stage. On stage. <laughs> no. That the reason I learned this was because I had said like, you know, cause the audience groan, groaned and I was like, he like was uh, uh, like not convicted. Oh but yeah. There was a trial he to was determine if like, he had raped he a woman. settled. He settled yeah. out of court. And okay. Kobe Bryant estate. Look, I respect Kobe. Okay. He's a very good basketball player. Uh, I, he might not have done it. We don't know. We don't know. Time will tell. Michael Maybe. Jackson estate. I'm sure we'll get to you. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's like, yeah, like I said that and the audience immediately stopped laughing. Let's stop saying rape so much on the <laughs> yeah. first podcast. All right, let's move on. Um, this is all going to get cut. Yeah, it's going to I'm going to try and upload this and all of the podcasting services are going to be like you've said rape a record amount of time. We don't want <laughs> this. Still yeah, okay. Um I was just going to ask, we've talked about my desire for attention. We got stemmed away from it but i'm gonna circle back we're gonna we're gonna circle back and i just want to see do you you don't have that same desire for attention no i do but i think it's different not to the extreme yeah because again you love all attention actually okay i just thought of a story that's the perfect example of i don't want to say i want attention because i'm a girl and it's harder to get comedic attention because it's not entirely i would agree with that though i think okay but here's a great example of being a female comedian. Not that I'm a comedian, just that trying to be funny. We had a fire drill in high school once. Mm-hmm. Me and Maddie were in the same class. We were near each other. There were a few people around us. It was cold out. It was winter, and we still had this fire drill for God knows why. There's literally snow on the ground. You have to be prepared. Yeah, and we didn't get our jackets anything. or anything because no one knows it's going to happen. So we're outside. I'm freezing. It, as a joke, they weren't actually, but as a joke, I said, wow, my nipples are hard. And everyone just stared at me like, what? Also, uh, they but- were. They were not. They were. They were poking through. They and definitely they are right now. We're not. You have hard nipple <laughs> syndrome. Um, oh, cl- HNS, hard nipple yes. syndrome. Classic. H-N-S. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to HNS, <laughs> the local business. <laughs> anyway, um, but if Madigan had said that joke, it would it wouldn't have killed, but it would have gotten some chuckles. If Madigan I walked agree. outside and t- into this group and just went. Wow, my nipples are hard. Everyone would have been like, ha, ha, ha. I probably would have said nimples. Why? Why would that make it funnier? I used to call them nimples. <laughs> okay. I don't think and that would have made it funnier. Everybody would have been like, you just said nimples. And I would have been like, no. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's kind of what I, I would yeah. hope is the reason for me wanting attention so badly is because you have to get that attention and then maintain it in order to make jokes. But I wasn't trying to, my original intent of telling that story wasn't to justify. It was just to say that you're sexist, but it's not even you being sexist. <laughs> it's just the system. It's the system, man. It's against I me. Know. I I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Maybe jokes don't work. When they're about female nipples? No, because <laughs> female nipples are fu- funny. There was this one girl who told who told and you can cut this if it's but I'm just talking about it. Okay. There's this one girl who told me and my friend that uh nip female nipples have like cracks in them for like milk. Yeah. 
Uh, sorry, I didn't want to say milk on the milk. <laughs> um, but but and then like my friend looked it up and was like, I don't think that's true. How old were you? Can I ask? This was like two years ago. Two years ago. So you're sitting at this was this 2020. I'm not kidding because I remember it being the pandemic. Shout out pandemic. I'm very huge COVID denier. No, I'm kidding. COVID is real, but um. Interesting. I don't want to say they don't have cracks, but it's like I'm not an expert. Yeah, but like they, there are. It's like wrinkle. This is gross. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) This is gross. They're not like crevices. It's not like the Grand Canyon on a nipple. Uh, fuck me. (laughs) We're gonna pause because Madigan just spilled water all over his pants, and it does. If you're asking, look like he peed himself. All right, we'll resume later. Here's a. Word from our sponsors. Do you that... have sponsors? Nope, we don't have sponsors. I can do a okay, Madigan, we're going to move on to the title segment of this podcast. We've tried this, I think this is the fourth time, mm-hmm. but my dog kept howling. So here we are. Um, it's the title segment. So it's called Cut the Shit. And basically, I just ask every guest to cut something from their life, something that's annoying and useless. It can be small, it can be big, it can be funny, it can be serious. It's up to you. Would you like me to begin? Yes. So this episode, I want to cut separate orders in the drive-thru out of my life. Okay? Because it's fucking annoying. I don't care who you are. Especially if you're a teenager. It's stupid. If you roll up to my drive-thru and you say, can I get a separate order? Mm-hmm. I want to say, no, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Don't come back here. But we're not legally allowed to by our employer. So I have to say, sure. And everyone, no, everyone in the back is going, Cause it's so goddamn annoying, but I also just don't see any reason for it. In the year of our Lord, 2021, when there's Venmo and Apple pay mm-hmm. and all this other stuff and That's just, you know, cash, there's no reason to. And also my friends, we never require one another to pay each other back. We'll just go, I got you this time or you get me next time or something like that. Mm-hmm. If your friends are making you pay them back, mm-hmm. first of all, you have to question that friendship. And mm-hmm. second of all, just Venmo then. That's all. That that's yours. That's mine. Hmm. I'd like uh, probably world hunger to stop. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> no. Anyways, continue. Probably COVID. But please continue. Oh yeah, I'm sorry that your order. You have to take separate orders, Katie. Okay. It, this backfired. I didn't want it to be like. <laughs> something it was just something small and petty like it was or like wow i don't want to have depression Disgusting. or something like that like i don't <laughs> yeah i mean there are a few things anxiety huge <laughs> huge um i kind of want to cut back on that stuff yeah mm-hmm. cut the shit hmm? what would i cut from fun fact this is also called cut the shit because this is personal i might cut this out actually when I was a child, a really tiny baby, my shits were so big. You need to leave this in. My mom would have to cut it with a with a knife. Like they had a plastic knife or like a butter knife. You need knife. to leave this in. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. I don't you know the age. I don't know what age it was. I want to say. 14. <laughs> this was up until I was 16. Um, no, but I, when I was a really baby. I like would get constipated and then it would come out. This makes me look at you so 
differently. Like she had to cut it. Her and my grandma did. They took turns depending on. Oh my God. Wow. They were like, I shouldn't have had it. <laughs> anyway, what are what's your real cutting the shit thing? Um Smack I, I don't like uh if I'm gonna take it to your level of pettiness. Of pettiness. I don't like Snapchat. I don't like um social media. I don't like how like people think we care like snapchat stories here's what bothers me about snapchat stories i think snapchat stories are for like real events and and funny things not selfies i think that's 100 percent fair i hate when people be like hey i'm on this roller coaster or hey something funny you know but yeah but don't i don't care about your selfie i skip through that faster than opinions on real things though like i don't want to hear your opinion like like when something big happens like the other day with the people storming the capital the terrorists storming the the domestic terrorists um like then I, i i care what people have to say i'm interested in what people think but when it's just like somebody randomly is like, oh, my God, I went to the grocery store and they're doing this thing. Like, shut up. Cut yeah, the that, shit. Is, <laughs> that is annoying, actually. That's a fair point. That's a good one. Mask deniers or not mask deniers, anti-maskers. I'm not going to say the name because, you know, but I saw somebody's brother go into quick trip the other day not wearing a mask and he had this smug look on his face like i'm doing something bad i'm oh. doing something i shouldn't i had to ask a lady at work to put a mask on for the first time Ugh. and i got so scared she was gonna physically assault me <laughs> no but she put it on no problem. she just she just forgot it, it yeah <laughs> um oh, sorry well <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad left it in the car oh, oh my bad <laughs> um and so I also have a part of the segment, cut the shit, obviously cut something bad out of your life, but I feel like that's too negative. So I also include something you want to see more of. Mask deniers for me. <laughs> I want to see more of them. Oh, conflict. Um, I don't know. Something I want to see more of. Happiness. Joy. <laughs> love. World peace. World peace. Less ignorance. More, more knowledge. We're just answering this like pageant queens now. I want to see world peace. Oh, and also, I want money. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna get plastic surgery after this. <laughs> um, I'm going. I would want more. Um, yeah, just money. <laughs> okay, that would be nice. I think I would like more suitable food options within the Milton town. Hmm. I, I mean, we have Subway. And a few other family-owned businesses, but I and I that Dairy Queen I guess is going in. I want actual. I want like food. I want to see I a like. real change. <laughs> I want to see a real chain in Milton. <laughs> I want <laughs> chain see, food restaurants. I want to see a real change in um in government because I'm built different. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Built oh, different. Hashtag built different. Okay. Well, 
So I hope you feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> You're like, oh, I really want food, and I wish people would stop coming in through the through the drive-throughs asking for separate orders. Okay, you work at a fast food restaurant, and you tell me that when people come in and ask for for separate orders, it isn't okay, a pain. I'm in the sure ass. it'll make me so upset. It I will actually that will. Over world it used to not bother me, and now every day I'm seething when they do it. I'm gonna do it. I had someone ask for four separate orders once. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring. Uh, it's even more annoying when we're busy. I want to point that out. If we're busy and you ask for two separate orders, that's two cars for in five one. separate orders. Just one but drink on each one. The same card each time. Someone, someone did three separate orders and they gave me all three cards at once and said, this is for the first, second, and third. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that's too much power. How do they go through that? Like, how do you, how, how would you prefer it? Not at all, but how would you? Like, like if they had got separate orders, I would just be like, okay, order one and then mm-hmm. they give it to me and then okay. order two and then they give it to me and then they give it to me. Um, But I would prefer, obviously, no. Order one, and then they give it to me. <laughs> Order two, and then they give it to me. That's so um, silly. Okay, so our next little segment, we're just going to rank some things. And I totally meant to tell you about this in advance, but I didn't because I'm an idiot. So I have my list already figured out, and you're going to do it on the fly, but... Um, favorite SNL cast members, and this is in no particular order, and it's not of all time. It's just your own personal favorite, because I think there's a difference between people who are like the best of all time on SNL and the ones that you just enjoy watching. Okay. Do you want to go first, or? Okay, we're gonna go one and one, back okay. and forth. So no order. So no order. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Fuck me. He just spill again. <laughs> Bill Hader. Bill Hader? Yes. Okay. The reason? I think he's very funny. I think his impressions are good. His characters are good. He's very fun to watch. And that entire cast, that's that that like uh cast that he was yeah. on from like I would say from like two thousand four maybe to two thousand eleven. He's also on my list. Two thousand thirteen maybe. The yeah. that the people who are in those time periods are like the best. Yeah. That time period. So. And it just crushed. He's also on my list. Um, I just think he was so not like flexible as a performer, but like he could do just about anything. Terrible anxiety, though. Yeah, I heard about that. The night he was on Armchair Expert Mm -hmm. and he talked about the day that Lazy Sunday performed, like Mm released. He was had a horrible headache and was literally sleeping in the back because it was just getting to him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'll he was also on my list. So that'll be mine, too. Okay, you go again. Um, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Wow, I did not expect that from you. I I think Maya Rudolph's really funny. No, especially she as, is. Um, Kamala. Yeah, she's really funny. Too. She didn't make it on my list because I was I was I was oh. caught confuzzled. I was mm-hmm. I had a lot going on, mm-hmm. but she was almost there. She is one of my favorite people. I think mm-hmm. she's so underlooked. The minute I think it says a lot where the minute someone is elected as vice president they know who's gonna play her and they know who they want to play her that's power and she's also just like her singing voice is underrated too like it's actually pretty good her mom was a singer so yeah minnie ripperton you know that song yeah (laughs) 
Like that's actual like she has actual talent yeah. for that. And like she uses it a lot of the SNL, humor, which I think is uh, so amazing. Cast members are really good singers. Yeah. And dancers and or like well, performers. maybe not really good, but like decent enough where they can a lot get of by. the girls. Yeah, a lot of the girls are. But Maya, I think, is better than all of them. I think she's the one with the most singing talent. Yeah. Okay. Um so mine was gonna be Gilda. Gilda Radner. Yeah, Gilda's on my list too. Yeah. Zanadana or whatever it is. Because it's so good. I, I more than just like what she does on the show, like I just like her as a person. Yeah, she's just she's did you watch that happy. documentary on Hulu? I watched some of it. I don't oh my god, it's so good. And I just think her and Gene Wilder were probably like the cutest little couple. Yeah. And Rip. Obviously such a big like when I think of that time period, obviously like Jane Curtin and Lorraine Newman was she on at the same time? Yeah, yeah, like the but those don't stand out to me in the same way. I mean, right. as Gilda, I mean, I think Jane was the first one to say bitch or something and took off her shirt, which is great and power to her. But <laughs> we want more of Jane Curtin taking off her yeah, shirt on this Jane podcast. Curtin. But Gilda just, I think, was built different. <laughs> she was. Okay, so. Gilda was on your list, so I'll go again then. Okay. Because then that was kind of your third one. Um, this one's a little bit surprising. It's not surprising Rob at all, actually. Schneider. <laughs> Deuce Bigelow, male wow, gigolo. Gross. No, um, I was just going to go with my girl, Amy Poehler. That's not surprising at all. It's not surprising at all. Yeah, Amy, Amy Poehler is one of my really favorite funny. people of all time. She's also very talented. Yeah, literally. UCB fucking created She's a very it. good writer. Yeah. I could only aspire to be like her. Yeah. She could run me over with her car and I'd say, thank you, sir. Can Do I have that. another? <laughs> um, your turn. Uh, let's see. I said, okay, so I have two more. Yeah. Okay. Can I do a pair? Sure. No, I'm not going to do a pair. I was almost going to link Amy and Tina together. I was going to link. I was, gonna I was like, link, that's not fair to them. Yeah. I was going to link, uh, Dana Carvey and Mike Myers, but Ooh. I don't know if they link together other than that once in Wayne's World. Um, I'm going to say I really like, I think another performer that is really fun to watch is Kristen Wiig because of all the mm -hmm. characters. So many characters. And like, so talented. very, <laughs> very like good characters and very like, no, well no like Did you, big characters yeah i think if you think of female characters at least now the one you're gonna think of Kristen wiggs characters the most yeah because like amy tina maya um except maybe kate mckinnon like no one else really embodied characters as a as a woman except rachel drash as like rachel drash is really funny she's i think she's underrated but she didn't mm -hmm. make it to my list no. um I'm going to go Tina Fey. She's got to be there, mm -hmm. you know? Is that your fifth? No, that's my fourth. Oh. Um, she's got to be there. I almost put Julia Louis-Dreyfus just because. But I think she's done. I think she did more at, like Seinfeld Have and Veep and stuff. SNL stuff? Not as much. But like I, it didn't really. I just know she was miserable there. And like I think you can see it in the stuff that I did watch. And she may have been like the first girl. But I think that's kind of a burden more than anything for her. And I just like her more for her other stuff. So I didn't put her on my list. But Tina Fey, on the other hand, nothing you can't Fair. like about her. Head writer, 
this is juicy. We're just, we're just like, yeah. Um, <laughs> my last one is probably Fred Armisen. No way. I I put Fred Armisen too, and I was like, this is kind of a curveball. This is kind of a curveball. No, but Fred he Armisen. just makes me laugh so much and mm-hmm. everything he's in. Mm-hmm. But I also did Slash because I wasn't sure. I know I came up with the rules, but I wasn't sure if we were going to include writers. Because I was just about to say writers. Then I was going to say Conan O'Brien. Conan, uh, obviously Mulaney, yeah. Simon Rich. I've never heard of him. He is so funny. He wrote, he wrote a lot. America. No, that's not her name. I can't remember her name, but it was like the it was this girl and Simon Rich, and they wrote with John Mulaney on a lot of the stuff that he wrote. Wow. And Simon Rich wrote writes a lot of books, and he wrote um he wrote Man Seeking Woman, which is a TV show, very yeah. funny. Everybody check out Man Seeking Woman. Shout, Shout out Man Seeking right Woman. Um, Shout out Simon Rich. <laughs> Simon Rich. Sarah Silverman was a writer, but she didn't really get anything on. Um, Paula Pell. Ah, uh, Paula Pell. My favorite thing about Paula is her writing and then also just like seeing her pop up in random ass places yeah, on TV. She's very funny. Yeah. So like in Big Mouth, how she voices What's His Butt's Mom, she was in, I want to say AP Bio for a little bit. Yeah, that show's funny. Yeah. And then like a bunch of other random stuff. Like I'll just be watching a show and she'll just show up. And I think that's hilarious. Um, There are a few writers right now that I really like. I can't remember their names unfortunate Rip. shout out to those writers you know who you are you know who you are <laughs> um i was kind of expecting that to be i thought we were going to disagree a little bit more nope we did not so that wasn't as juicy as i was hoping but well, if you had said rob schneider we would have gotten into it i would have i hate rob schneider i don't mind him in things but i hate him as a person okay the only thing i've actually seen him in is grown-ups and i don't mind him in grown-ups he only does you can do it that guy He's yeah like, you can do it it's like okay stop is the you can do it or whatever that was a bad impression my mom says that all the time oh man i would hate living with your mom you know what um <laughs> her favorite sketches if anyone knows this holler but um the one is it dana carvey no it's it's martin short and the swimming sketch that he does have you ever watched it? He's like, learn. It's like I don't want to say syn- it's something about swimming, synchronized swimming or something. And he's dre- but he's so short, you know. And he's all dressed up and like, like flop, what whatever you call those. Yeah. And he's just being ridiculous, and it's one of her favorite things. And it was pretty good, but turn your fucking phone off. Sorry, I should do that next time. It's fucking stoting. Um. Okay, so. Let's wrap up this bad boy. Yeah. With, I would say, just a classic Madigan and Katie story that I like to tell most people. Um, Such an overreaction. (laughs) It wasn't an overreaction, and I would like people's feedbacks on this. So if you want to respond to this, I can't. I take voice messages. If you're still listening. Yeah, if you're still (laughs) listening and you want to respond to this story, I take voice messages on my website, anchor.fm slash with, W-I-T-H, Katie. K-A-T-I-E. It'll also be linked in the description. Um, and that goes for anything. You can send me topic ideas, questions for the guest, um, suggestions, or respond to the story, or just anything on the show. And I can actually link those directly into the podcast so you'll be able to hear yourself live on air. Alrighty. Um, well, well, yeah, not live live, but you know. Um, so I call this the acid First story. First podcast? Jeez. <laughs> so 
I call this the acid story. If you're close to us, you've probably heard it. Basically, Madigan and I were driving somewhere. And he, I ask for a mint. He gives me a mint. It's just one of those little poppable, like, circular ones. I take it. And as I'm digesting it, like, in my mouth, he goes, oh, (laughs) by the way, that's acid. That's laced with acid. And I was like, (laughs) come again? And he goes, is acid. I got it from so-and-so and like gave me a pretty credible person for someone who would have access to acid in our area. And I said, no, it isn't. And I'm like, just kind of holding it in my mouth. And he goes, yeah, it is. And he's kind of chuckling and like doing his like, <laughs> like laugh. <laughs> that, yep. There it is that he does. And I'm like, no, Madigan, you're lying to me. And he goes, no, it's not calm down or it's going to get worse. <laughs> and I was like, Madigan. <laughs> so funny. No. Man. And I started like freaking out a little bit, but part of me was still like, He is lying about this because he does this shit all the time. He used to tell me to smell the dashboard. And for some reason, I had to fall for it. And I almost broke my nose a few times because I'd slam on the brake. Yes. And stuff like that. And so I'm kind of like, what the hell is going on? And then I keep asking him and he keeps just saying, yeah, it is. And like laughing. And finally, I'm like, I I had to do was say, I continue to say, yes, it was. (laughs) Well, you already said that so-and-so gave it to you. So that's pretty much proof it's himself. You're like, are you lying? So I literally no. And you're like, fuck. I literally rolled down the window and spit it out the window. And I was like, it's already in my system anyway. Like this is gonna. And he was just like, "Calm down, or it's gonna get worse." <laughs> I was like, "You're gonna." Have and we were literally going to like his grandma's house or something. So it would have wouldn't have been un like completely insane to do it then. Yeah. Completely insane to just give it to me though. I would never do acid, and I was freaking out for this whole time. And I'm like, "You're lying. You're lying to me." And finally, he's just like, "Yeah, there's nothing in it." And then for two more minutes, he'd be like, "Wait, I was lying that time." <laughs> There was. And it's a funny story. But I also think don't give girl something and tell them it's laced with acid. Cause that's yeah, not, but also we're friends. That's fair. That's fair. But I don't. It's not like I didn't know you and I was like drugging you. It's like I, I knew you and I was drugging you. Oh, but so I that makes it okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So picture with us what did just it driving if it was acid and I told you it wasn't. And then all of a sudden you started to freak out. <laughs> I'm like vomiting everywhere. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yeah, in your car. That would be less funny. Um, I wouldn't clean it up. If I vomited in your car because you slipped me acid, that's on you, man. Yeah. Um, Shame on me. Anyway, guys, please respond. Take sides, you know. Was it funny for Madigan? Yes. yes. Is it funny to you? Probably. I want to know. <laughs> Or are you on my side where you're like, that's crossing a line? I think you can be on both sides. I think you can say. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm on both sides to an extent, but I also just want people to. Because it happened to you. Yes. I also want people to admit, hey, that's not that fun to an extent. So. (laughs) Alrighty. So if you have any suggestions, again, send me a voice message on anchor.fm slash with. W-I-T-H-K-D-K-A-T-I-E. And if you liked Madigan and thought he was funny and want to see more of him. Feed me, Seymour. More, more, more. more. Is that your Snape impression? Mm -hmm. This is my impression of Snape having sex with Harry Potter. (laughs) This is disturbing. 
Coming, Potter. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Come so, for me, Potter. This is gonna get. This is gonna be a miracle if this can get posted anyway. Oh. But L M A O. But you can follow him at Madigan Brown on most social media. Maybe throw in a fourteen if you have to. That's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat. Ladies, ladies. No, he's in a relationship. Madigan brow madigan underscore brow 14 ladies <laughs> um and as for me you can follow me at instagram and twitter at kate t just the k and the t brisket b-r-i-s-k-e-t that'll also be linked then there's that anchor fm and i'm also on a youtube channel with my friend hallie called mediocrity it's pretty hard to find that one because there are other channels named mediocrity that we didn't know about but my picture is in it and there's not anything there yet but keep tuned and next episode, if you want to suggest any questions, I've already said where to go. And hopefully I'll be having someone on soon and getting this second episode out to you quickly. Sound good? Thank you. All right. As always, cut the shit.